Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast here on this Monday, June 13th, 2022. My name is JJ Jackson, and I'm proud to serve as the host of this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Make sure you subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Locked On Blue Devils YouTube page to watch the show daily. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen every single day. On today's show, I am so thrilled to bring on my good buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast. Jacob Grandison, an Illinois transfer, has decided to transfer to play for the Duke Blue Devils. He's rated as the number five available transfer in all of college basketball. A knockdown shooter instantly will be able to contribute to Duke as they go in to this upcoming season. So we're going to discuss all of that on today's show. Josh, I really appreciate the time as always. If folks are watching us on YouTube, you're sporting a really cool shirt. I got to start with this right away. Tell me all about it. Yeah, man. So uh, the Section 17 podcast did a little merch drop uh, today, in fact. And uh, these bleed blue shirts, uh, they are um, royal blue with the bleed blue on them. Um, Got our little new podcast logo underneath uh, there. But yeah, these went on sale today. And so you can hit our Twitter uh, timeline up um, at Duke FB Talk. You'll see the information there. Uh, how you can order. But yeah, um, really cool. And we're excited about getting these in people's hands. We've already had a lot of pre-orders and people ordering them today. So yeah, we're getting out a big shipment uh, in the morning. Well, I've, I've put my order in. I'm going to be looking forward to, to one day when we're having this conversation. And I'm sporting my Bleed Blue shirt as well, because uh, that's certainly something that we do. And uh, I tell you what, we're bleeding more blue after this weekend when John Shire picks up a commitment in the transfer portal. It wasn't A.J. Green. It wasn't Courtney Ramey. It wasn't any of the names that we've kind of heard of uh, over the summer here, but it was Jacob Grandison who's coming over from Illinois, also played at Holy Cross. Let's talk a little background. Like, who is Jacob Grandison, Josh Coxon? How big of a pickup is this for Duke? Well, number one, Jacob Grandison is a grown man, and uh, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Um, you, you mentioned his two previous stops. Um, you know, meaning that this guy's played at multiple levels um, in, in the NCAA uh, field. You know, he's played um, smaller. He's played Big Ten um, and now getting his chance at Duke. And so I think what we're getting is a well-traveled uh, man uh, who's got maturity about him, who's been in, you know, three, four different locker rooms over the years, has been able to manage those locker rooms, be a part of those locker rooms. And I believe he brings some experience, some much-needed experience um, to this Duke roster that's going to be full of freshmen and other transfers. And, you know, it's just – it's different, isn't it? It's just different now uh, with college basketball on a level like Duke. You literally have a brand-new roster every year, you know, with us only returning a couple of players from last year. So, I think uh, having more guys like Jacob Grandison coming in as, as transfers that have been in the college system for two, three, four years uh, helps us uh, a lot more. And so – I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do and how John Shire can utilize him and he can help our team. 
Duke has announced his signing already, which is a great ops, a great thing to happen. Sometimes it takes a little bit in the transfer portal process for things to become official, but it is official. Jacob Grandison is coming over to play for the Blue Devils. As mentioned, he did play two seasons for Holy Cross, had an injury, sat out a year. He still got in the year of COVID-19 eligibility. Originally, his hometown being Oakland, California, played some prep basketball before entering college in New Hampshire, uh, played in 30 games this past season, starting 23 of them for the Fighting Illini, and it really is that three-point shot, 41% as a three-point shooter in Power 5 basketball, the Big Six, if you want to include the Big East competition as well there. This is a proven player, and, man, he can shoot it from the outside. Yeah, um, shout-out to Brian Horace, Duke Block at Duke Vlogger for this. Um, but took a dive into his his numbers, not just that he shot 41%, but that from the corners, yeah. um, he was like on fire from the corners. And I think one of the corners, the right corner, maybe he was at like 60% or something crazy. Um, but I, I love that. I love the fact that we have a guy that can spot up and shoot. And, you know, one of the things that sometimes it seems like we've lacked – Maybe not last year. We shot the ball well last year. Um, but, you know, oftentimes a lot of these athletes that are coming out of high school, their shots are not yet refined. You know what I mean? They haven't had those years to really put in the work. Um, and so we're getting a guy that, once again, this is going to now be up to Coach Shire and the staff to get him in positions to where he can score. Uh, I was watching some of the um, highlights and clips of him, and he ran some actions with Kofi Coburn, uh, you know, getting him open in the corner because – People have turned their attention to Coburn, um, which, you know, Derek Lively is a different player than Kofi Coburn, uh, but maybe they're able to space the floor. I think the key for Grandison to be the most successful is can the coaching staff get him into the corners and get him open looks? And so uh, I was texting a friend of mine who's a, a Illinois, a big Illinois fan who didn't really understand what Duke was needing. And his biggest takeaway from Grandison was that he, he enjoyed – watching him play defense. And so I've honestly not looked that deeply into his defense, uh, but that would be an added bonus if our wing defenders were yeah. to reek Whitehead. And if Grandison could uh, defend on an elite level, that would be really, really, really good for us. And good length as well for Grandison, yeah. who stands six foot six this past season, a top 20 game against Michigan State. He scored 24 points on a mm -hmm. career high, six made three point buckets. So in big primetime games, he's able to knock down big shots. That was also a road game, by the way, at Michigan State, where you got that kind of performance from Grandison, who's going to walk in instantly and play in really big venues like the ACC has to offer. It is always a show, no matter where in America Duke University men's basketball goes. The opposing team wants to make it a make-or-break type game. So big time, big time announcement there from Grandison, who comes over and plays now for the Duke Blue Devils. Let's take one quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this, what this move means, and some other roster notes for Duke University men's basketball. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals matchup. Tonight, we've got Game 5 between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors, the series tied at two games apiece. The NHL Stanley Cup Finals between the Tampa Bay Lightning 
and the Colorado Avalanche, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the fighting news that you need from MMA and UFC. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. As we welcome you back in here to Lockdown Blue Devils, my name is JJ Jackson, alongside my good buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Jacob Grandison, the newest transfer for Duke. And Josh, we weren't able to connect last week on Lockdown Blue Devils. And since we've last spoke here on the program, Tyrese Proctor reclassified. Major news when you look at what Duke's roster could be going into next season. I mean, this is big. Within a one-week span, Duke all of a sudden is adding Tyrese Proctor and now Jacob Grandison. Yeah, and I really like what that what that presents to us because I think it's pretty obvious that four of the five starting spots are locked up with Jeremy Roach at the one, with Derek Whitehead being on the wing at either the two or the three. Those are kind of interchangeable now anyway. And then Filipowski and Lively as our two bigs. Uh, Filipowski really playing more on the wing you know, than he does as a big. But um, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I personally believe we're going to see Grandison uh, – you know, because of his you know, just his history and his experience, probably earlier in the year, uh, we'll probably see him get that starting nod, and you know that'll that'll move Whitehead a little bit. Um, but I, it would not surprise me at all um, if he lives up to his potential. I'm um, seeing a guy like Tyrus Proctor maybe earning that starting spot. You know, by the time ACC play comes around, um, I'd love to see that because I love his game. Just watching some of the clips of, of him, I love the fact that. He and he and Roach could really be like a, a point guard tandem in a sense. And Duke has been very successful in the past. I think 2015 uh, when they when they ha- kind of have two guys that yeah they can score in Quinn Cook and Tyus Jones, but they also can run an offense both of them individually. So I, I like that. But um yeah what, once again these two moves are are huge for us because they give us options. And if you think back to the last time we spoke, JJ, we were thinking, what do we do if we get no one added to this roster? You know, how does that look? And so within a week's time, we've had a reclassification and now the, now the transfer. And so uh, what it does is it gives Coach Shire options. And that, that's all that's what we need. And so it'll be interesting to see what, what we what we come out with in the fall. And then by the time the nitty-gritty January, February rolls around, see where we're sitting as far as the lineups are concerned. The conversation has greatly shifted. You're right, because, I mean, all of a sudden we were talking, okay, if Keels doesn't come back, if he stays in the NBA draft process, and we don't get A.J. Green, and we don't get any other transfers, Tyrese Proctor reclassifying wasn't on the radar whatsoever. Like, nobody really saw that coming. That just speaks to what John Shire has behind the scenes. The man's always working, trying to uh, kind of make sure the Stuke program's ready to rock and roll. And as you said it perfectly, here we are. We've got two guys that are going to play, right? They're going to play. They're yeah. going to be in the mix. Uh, Duke also announced today what Brendan Marks had reported last week, that Max Johns is going to transfer over from Princeton. Again, not a significant piece by any stretch of the imagination, but does have Division One basketball playing experience at Princeton in the Ivy League. So, the roster continues to uh, evolve and develop, and here we are with this Duke team going into next season. Give me a little bit more on Tyrese Proctor, though, Josh. Like, what excites you about him so much? Because I tell you what, he's someone that came out of nowhere in the recruiting scene for the mm-hmm. class of 2023 even. Then he commits 
Once you commit to Duke, you can get a little bit of a bump in the recruiting rankings, which we're certainly grateful for. And now all of a sudden, he's going to get to factor right away for next year's team. Yeah, I mean, he he is your international guard. I mean, you look at guys, and I, I mean, I look at a player like a Tony Parker, um, you know, that played for the Spurs for all those years, Hall of Famer. Um, and and I, I see some of those playmaking skills. Um, I do think he's got to he's got to polish his game up a little bit. Um, you know, I haven't extensively watched a ton of tape, but I've watched some of his tape and then read guys who have followed him extensively. And sometimes those his willingness to be a passer can get him in trouble. I, I think that's that's understandable uh, as a kid his age, um, maybe trying to do a little bit too much uh, there passing the ball. Um, but I think we can expect like what what the NBA game is moving toward in this international play. I mean, if you look at the NBA right now, like it's top five players in the league. Most of them are international guys. And this yep. basketball is turning that style. And I think Tyrese fits that. Um, and it'll be in the college game. And so it'll be interesting because the college game has not necessarily morphed at the same rate that the NBA has morphed. Um, but I believe you're going to see a guy that's uh, – my opinion is he's going to play in the league and he's going to be that, that new – Guy, I, I like a maybe a guy that's not an international player that I can maybe put him in with. It's like a Tyrese Halliburton, yeah, type player who I really like. Tyrese Halliburton can't believe the Sacramento Kings <laughs> dealt him. Anyway, uh, we're not. It's not the NBA yeah. podcast, uh, but uh, but I can see him. You know, honestly, they share like, the same first name, so the comparison fits that's already. <laughs> but he's the kind of guy that, like, if you watch Halliburton play. You may not be like jaw dropping watching him play, but at the end of the night, he has 19 points, eight assists, nine rebounds. Right, like that's the kind of player that that Halliburton is. I think that's the kind of player Proctor can turn into. Maybe not this first year, maybe not in his freshman year, but I believe that's that's the potential that he has. Is that kind of guy that you're like, man, did he really score 16 tonight? And he had wait, he had 11 boards from the guard position. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's that kind of guy that just you don't realize it, but he's just a stat stuffer, and I think he's going to be really good for us. Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk Section 17 Podcast is joining us here today on a Monday edition of Lockdown Blue Devils. And, and the best part about Tyrese Proctor reclassifying is because there was some rumblings. We mentioned kind of coming out of nowhere in the recruiting process. And then you start to hear, similar to what Kentucky experienced this past season with Shaden Sharp, that yeah. maybe he doesn't even play at all. Maybe he would have been able uh, to become eligible for next year's NBA draft and not come and play for Duke. Well, now we get to see him this season. It still allows for uh, time for, for Jaden Shoot to get some opportunity as a freshman this upcoming season, but maybe not as much pressure, which I think excites people. I'm not changing my narrative. Jaden Shoot can play right away and uh, will be able to contribute for this Duke basketball team, but it just helps everybody out for what this roster could be going into next season. Yeah. By the way, you have to get Jaden on the podcast because I need to, and you got to let him know that you're you're his biggest fan. Like you got to let him know. (laughs) Like no, but I'm with you, man. I'm with you. If here's what I say about a player like Shoot, you can't you can't compare him to John Shire in one sentence as a player, and then say, but he ain't gonna be ready to play. Like you can't tell me both of those things are true. Like if he is, if he, if we want to compare him to John Shire, maybe he's not gonna be a incredible player as a freshman but he's going to be able to contribute as a freshman and he's going to get better every year 
no I am 100% on that, on that train. Like I, I love the comparison to coach Shire. Um, and I, I even think coach Shire is like acknowledged a little bit of like that. He reminds himself, you know, uh, you're, uh, that he reminds him of himself. Yeah. And so I love that. I think it's going to be good. Once again, all of a sudden we have depth in the backcourt all of a sudden out of nowhere on the wings with Mark Mitchell, Derek Whitehead, which by the way, we aren't even talking about Mark Mitchell. Right. He's going to probably come off the bench. And he's gonna be—he's awesome, you know. We're not even talking about him, but now we have depth. And if I'm Coach Shire, I am very happy with where this roster has landed. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the roster. It's now set in stone, and we're gonna do that after this last time out here on this Monday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Again, JJ Jackson alongside Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. The ultimate NBA mock draft starts June 16th. With over 50 insiders, nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board draft experts plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. Welcome back into this Monday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. All right, so this roster is set in stone we know what it's going to look like for Duke as they go into next season. I saw earlier today that Brendan Marks, our friend from The Athletic, did a great job for us of kind of putting out there what it looks like for the Blue Devils as they go in to this next season. And you take a look at what Duke is looking at going into next year. Of course, you've got Jeremy Roach, Jalen Blakes, Tyrese Proctor, Jaden Shute, and what he deemed the guards. The Wings, Dariq Whitehead, Jacob Grandison, Kale Catchings, and Mark Mitchell. And then your bigs on the interior, Derek Lively the second, Kyle Filipowski, Ryan Young, the Northwestern transfer, and Christian Reeves, who's likely to redshirt. All in all, what do you make of that roster? Because I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I like the roster a lot. Um, I'm a little concerned um, at our depth um, down low. And I know that everyone's saying that Reeves is going to redshirt, and that was the, the plan. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we're one we're one injury. You know what I mean? We're one sprained ankle away from needing some more depth. And that wouldn't surprise me if Reeves, you know, came came in and actually contributed. Um, but I, I love our bigs, man. I, I mean, Lively and Filipowski, uh, they have potential, man, like – Lively so big, and he is like he's like Mark Williams, you know, build and and length, uh, length and stuff. Uh, but I think with a little bit more polished offense um, at this stage of his career. And Filipowski, man, I think Filipowski is like your old school, like he's your old school like college basketball player, man. I and too. I I, lo- I love that. And then of course our wings. I mean, I don't know, like Derek Whitehead. I don't know if he can be overlooked because a lot of a lot, a lot of places have him like top three and like he won like a player of the year. I, I know, but for some reason I feel like he's kind of flying under the radar and this dude is an incredible basketball player. He's, a, he's an incredible defender. And uh, so I, I love our wings and I love like a guy like Mark Mitchell being able to come off the bench and, and maybe even a Grandison, depending on who starts in that backcourt. It wouldn't surprise me though, to see uh, like a Whitehead and Grandison start together and just have two six, six wings out there. Cause who, who knows anymore? What's the difference between a wing and a guard and like a two and a three and really sometimes a four? What's the difference? Like they're all kind of the same. Um, and then, I, you know, I love the fact that Jeremy Roach is obviously going to be Jeremy's team. Um, and Duke fans just better be prepared for that. 
Um, whatever that looks like, it's going to be Jeremy's team. But I do like Jalen. I mean, Jalen, you know, he, he didn't play a ton, obviously, last year. But he was here, and he was in practices, and he, and he got in the culture. And um, I believe he's the kind of kid that, like, if, if his number's called, I think he'll be prepared. And so I like the roster the way, it's, the way it is. I believe we actually have a, a chance to be a really, really good defensive team. And I think that bodes well for Duke basketball. We mentioned frequently our partners at Bet Online. Again, go to betonline.net for all your wagering information. And just to kind of contextualize where Duke is at now that the roster is set, going over all of those positions, looking at national championship odds for next season, the 2023 Final Four, who's on top to win it all next season? Gonzaga's got the best odds at eight to one, Houston at 10 to one, Kentucky and UNC at 12 to one. And then Duke, Kansas, and UCLA all at 14 to 1. So they're in the top five still are the Duke Blue Devils. It's a program that aspires for national championships every season. That shouldn't surprise anybody. But, I mean, look, Vegas still thinks Duke has what it takes to win it all once it comes to the next season. And I tend to agree with Vegas. They're right more times than not. This roster is really complete. I love the shooting versatility of this team. I think shooting instantly gets an upgrade from what we saw this past season. And by the way, Duke had some clutch shooters on Mm -hmm. last year's roster. uh, And and then just the bigs that you can work with as well. Like I'm really excited to see this team come together. They're going to be young. They're going to be a really young basketball team that's trying to figure it out together on the fly. But at least you've got that steady hand in Jeremy Roach to lead the way. Yeah. And by the way, by all means, put all the pressure in Chapel Hill. Like, make him preseason number <laughs> one. It's national championship or bust. Like, do what do to, to those guys what, what happens to Duke every single year. Yeah. Uh, put those expectations on so that way anything less than a national title is a failure. And uh, I think that would be awesome. But, uh, but no, I, I think you're right. Um, Vegas, Vegas tends to know what they're talking about. And I will say this. If we get late season Jeremy Roach improved, like the guy who, when we needed a bucket, no one could stay in front of him. He could get into the lane, Chris Paul mid range. If that Jeremy Roach comes back and plays next year with that, with just that that confidence that he developed, man, I think this team could go places because you know if you look at the other guys, the question becomes. Who's going to score when when the offense is broke down and you got five seconds left on the shot clock? Well, Jeremy Roach is the answer. Yeah. And if Jeremy Roach can continue to be the player that he was at the end of last season, I love. I'm going to love our chances this year. I don't. I don't know the win national title. I mean, I think that's crazy. You think of John Shire's first year, all these different things, but I think this is going to be a good team um, and will go far, especially because they can play defense. And if Jeremy Roach. I mean, look, we we sat on this podcast and and used the name Kyrie Irving like yeah. with some of the plays that Jeremy was making at the end of the year. And I'm not saying he's Kyrie Irving. I hope, I hope he has a anyway. I yeah. digress. But uh, yeah. but um, but if he can play that, if he can play that role, I mean, that would be it would be incredible. And then and then as a shoe in, Jeremy becomes a lottery pick. He becomes a guy that the NBA NBA scouts are looking at, going like. This is our Kyle Lowry. This is our CP3. Yeah. Like this is our guy. So I think I think this season's going to ride on him. He's going to be our leader. He's going to be our captain. 
And I'll be honest with you, if you'd have told me a year ago that's where we were sitting, I'd have been like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But I'm cool with it, man. I'm all in on Jeremy Roach. Let's go. You know, Let's do it. We're ready for it. We're ready to see what the Stoop team can accomplish in the coming season. Josh, as always, I appreciate the time. You're one of my best friends uh, doing this, and I appreciate you always taking time out of your week to be with us on Lockdown Blue Devils. We got an exciting basketball team to root for, and as we're you know a week or so away from summer, officially kicking off on your calendar that means we're so much closer to football season as well so you and i have plenty of fun conversations coming our way over the next few weeks we do and i think we are 11 days away from the nba draft yeah mark no mitchell kidding. got the green room invite today we're gonna definitely yes. have some good stuff to talk yes. about basketball wise mark williams we're hoping mark mitchell one i'm day sorry is. yeah mark williams my bad <laughs> we've been talking about next year's team too much but uh, yeah we've got paulo aj griffin and mark williams all with green room yeah. invites which tends to make it believe that, uh, hey, we got three lottery picks on our way for Duke men's basketball. All right, Josh, we'll talk to you again next week, okay? Thanks, JJ. Have a great night, man. That is Josh Cox joining us here on this Monday edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Like and subscribe this video on YouTube and your podcast platform as well. As always, go Duke. We'll talk to you again soon. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.